First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you haven't already, you should join us in the private Facebook group. We are over the 1,200 member mark, and all I can say is that the conversations just keep getting better and better. Also, as a bonus for becoming a member, I'll be rolling out some group-exclusive stuff in the next few weeks, including product demos, live videos, and group activities that you won't want to miss out on. Head over to Facebook and search Tiny Leaps to request access. In this episode, I want to talk about breathing. Take a deep breath, hold, and release, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Big change. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to explore why deep breathing calms us down. It's been a pretty poorly held secret that taking a deep breath is a useful tool to calm you down. In fact, one of the most basic ideas exploited by screenwriters is as follows. Someone is upset and they go into their therapy session. The therapist asks what's wrong and they start yelling. Maybe they're talking about something their husband did that pissed them off. Maybe they're talking about how upset they were when a friend ditched them. Whatever it is, usually it ends with the therapist saying something along the lines of, okay, take a deep breath, sit down, and let's talk about it. When something is used as often as this general idea, you tend to start believing that it must work, right? Well, it does. In fact, deep breathing is one of the key reasons that things like meditation, exercise, and vacations tend to leave us feeling relaxed. The action itself is important, but when you are participating in these activities, you are often taking much deeper, fuller breaths than you do in your regular life. So we know that taking a deep breath is a good method of keeping yourself calm or calming yourself down. But in the interest of curiosity, I wanted to learn one thing. Why does this work? 
Seriously, have you ever thought about that? Why does deep breathing calm us down? Well, in finding the answer to that question, I learned a few things that I thought were worth sharing with you here. So first, let's jump into an article I found on livestrong.com on the subject. Quote, Deep breathing relieves stress and anxiety due to its physiological effect on the nervous system. Breathing slowly and mindfully activates the hypothalamus connected to the pituitary gland in the brain to send out neurohormones that inhibit stress-producing hormones and trigger a relaxation response in the body. The hypothalamus links the nervous system to the endocrine system, which secretes the hormones that regulate all activities throughout the body. End quote. Okay, so that's fairly easy to understand. Basically, deep breathing triggers the hypothalamus. This is the same region in the brain that controls things like body temperature, thirst, hunger, and other functions related to sleep. So breathing triggers this area and it says to itself, hey, this guy is getting pretty tense. Let's give him some of that chill ass brain juice. Those neurohormones then go up to the stress-producing hormones in your body and they calmly tell it to chill the heck out. This causes your body to relax. Simple, right? Well, I had one other question that I wanted to, to ask. The hypothalamus tells the body to chill out, but how exactly does that work? To answer that question, we have to turn to a slightly longer quote I found on time.com. The article is referring to Mark Krasnow and his team. Mark is somewhat of a leader or expert on this subject, so be sure to check out the description for this episode to find some useful links and resources. Oh, before I get into it though, fair warning, uh, the quote I'm about to share details an experiment Mark and his team did on rodents. Now, I'm not a big fan of animal testing, but I do think that what they found is valuable information. So if that kind of thing upsets you, well, you've been warned. But I do believe that this is something worth learning. Okay, quote. Krasnow's team has been studying a group of 3,000 neurons in the brain stems of rodents that control all of a mouse's different breathing patterns, from the quick, rapid breathing associated with exertion and excitement to the slower breathing typical of rest, to sighing and crying. Krasnow found that about 60 types of nerve cells make up this so-called breathing pacemaker, and each of these nerve cell groups are responsible for different breathing patterns. In the study, the group was trying to isolate the different types of neurons and their various effects on breathing. Using a genetic technique, they silenced specific neurons to see what breathing function was disturbed. Their first experiment seemed like a failure when the researchers manipulated one set of neurons, yet the mice didn't show any changes in their breathing. We were very disappointed initially, says Krasnow. They put aside that experiment and moved the manipulated animals to a new cage environment, but that's when they noticed something novel. Normally, moving mice makes them nervous and obsessive about exploring their new surroundings, but instead of sniffing and running around, the mice with the changes in their breathing center seemed to chill, says Krasnow. They continued their at-rest behavior, grooming themselves and hanging out without a need to urgently investigate their new surroundings. 
It turns out that Krasnow had disrupted a set of nerves with a direct line to the brain's arousal center. These nerves can either tell the brain there's an emergency and set off the body's alarms or keep the brain on an even keel, maintaining a sense of calm. This is the change that happens when breathing slows down, says Krasnow. This liaison to the rest of the brain means that if we can slow breathing down as we can do by deep breathing or slow controlled breaths, the idea would be that these neurons then don't signal the arousal center and don't hyperactivate the brain. So you can calm your breathing and also calm your mind, says Krasnow. End quote. Okay, that was a long one, but isn't that amazing? All right, quick review. When we take a deep breath, it activates our hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is connected to the pituitary gland and together they can deploy neurohormones which tell the body to chill out. This has been proven in practice as we saw with the Krasnow experiment. Altering this arousal area of the brain in mice inhibited its ability to fire off the what the heck is going on hormones and put their brains and bodies into a hyperactive state. Thankfully, we have a natural way to inhibit this reaction. By taking slow, deliberate, and controlled breaths, we can tell the brain to chill the heck out and keep ourselves calm even when things start to get tense. That's it for episode 170. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please remember to leave a review and to hit subscribe so that brand new episodes can be delivered directly to your favorite listening device. If you haven't already, head over to Facebook and search Tiny Leaps to join 1,200 plus other listeners in improving your life and to gain access to exclusive member-only content. And until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day, every day, every day. Every day.